go. Danger zone. Check, check, check. Oh, no, I can feel better you can now. Hear me now. Hello? Hi, this is Mary. Can oh, you hear me okay? That is beautiful. How do I sound? Am I overwrought as usual? You sound sexy. I sound sexy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. That's, that's what I try to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's their goal. <laughs> How about me? Do I sound sexy? Well, now you do. Now that you're trying. Because really, nothing. It's about the pause nothing, and the cadence. Nothing oh, no, says no. sexy <laughs> like trying. I'm guessing you're already recording, aren't you? Why would I say the word sexy and not be recording? Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Let's just do this first. Hey, welcome to Beers with Nigel. I'm Nigel. I'm that other guy. Nick Parker. Yeah. It's a show about beer and other stuff. Or other things. We don't know. And we've got, we've got the Roonies from, from BKS in the house. We've got Brian and Mary. Mary's question was, do we have a studio? Yes, what I asked. Yeah, we do have a we studio. We do have a studio in downtown Lee Summit. It's an old vault. Oh, cool. It's an old post office. It's the Welcome vault to our studio on yeah. Brookside. Th- this is actually great for a studio. So this is our first time recording we, yeah, in the actual in, brew house. In, yeah, while so for those, you can't see it. is going on. Do you smell those hops, though? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. That's, that's one of my favorite smells Might in life. Might make it hard to smell IPA later. I, I like it. We'll get through it, though. Look, we, if this is what I have to do to ruin my sense of smell, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's not going to ruin a, your sense of smell. A, well, I, I'm just saying. He said it would be hard. So, so what, if they got to go, it's got to go. What's being brewed today? Uh, we, well, we're brewing Pine Tree, which is our seasonal IPA that we do. Right around Black Friday. Yeah. And uh, we also do it again, like, right before the Christmas holiday. It's a delicious beer. And uh, this will be year, year four what, of four. brewing beer. Tell me, yes. tell me more about this season one. Oh. <laughs> Paint uh, me a word picture. Yeah. If you will. Okay. So, so this one's about a 7% ABV IPA. We brew it with uh, some pale malts, some wheat, some oats. It features Chinook hops, which are very piney, Simcoe hops, more of like a piney grapefruit sort of thing. And then we fuse a little bit of citra into there for like more of that like tropical, orange zesty character that people yeah. want in hazy beer. So that's, that's Pine Tree. I can't reveal any more than that. It's all secret. It sounds no, like I'm a little, little hop festival. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. I'm, I'm excited about it. We'll make sure one. you get some. Well, let's start with this. Well, um, first off, we got to do a little something for Junior. Oh, then we got to tell them what we're drinking. Junior. Yeah, Junior, one of our, one of our loyal listeners. Um, what are we drinking? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> what, do, what did what you make for us? I don't know. What do you got? Uh, <laughs> this is right a here. lager, but I'm <laughs> loving it. This is, uh, this is a beer called Going Nowhere at Light Speed. And um, <laughs> it, mean, it means a lot more than just what you might think. Uh, so Alex Moss, who uh, is one of the brewers here, uh, myself and Aaron Ruth and Aaron Luchart, and Mary also, all of us, we all do everything. Mary's shaking um, her head, no. <laughs> but, uh, but Moss and I always kind of have like a fun time with coming up with names for beers. We try to keep them reasonably normal, but sometimes they get away. And so we are just talking about for four-year anniversary, we wanted to make a light lager because it's your anniversary. You want to drink some beers have a good time and uh so we thought 
better to have a lot of those and go <coughs> nowhere fast than to have a lot of double IPAs or IPAs and go somewhere fast that's not good. So yeah, that's part uh, of the show, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we made this uh, this light lager. It's just German Pilsner malt, uh, rice, and Mexican lager yeast, and uh, we like how it really turned out. It's, it's an delicious. awesome beer. It's delicious. We didn't uh, tell we, them the we rules. We didn't tell them the rules. Uh, you, if you need to burp, please burp into the microphone. We, we encourage it. Um, <laughs> Direct yeah. into uh, yeah. there, This is not a family show, so if you use colorful words, it's, it's fine. I just wanted to, my way of telling them the rules. It's just, it's just burping <laughs> out of the blue all of a sudden. Just, 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 make, it, just make it weird. Well, now that you open the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so let's go, let's go back to when this all started. Um, I know the story of the name. Mm-hmm. What does BKS stand for? Uh, it has nothing, nothing to do with my name, Brian. Uh, a lot of people think that. And uh, we've lived in, in the Brookside neighborhood, Mary and I, since, um, when did we, oh, nine? Yes. We moved here? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we lived in Kansas City longer than that, but we moved in the neighborhood in oh, nine. And I saw those stickers on the back of people's cars that say BKS, the Homeowners Association, ah. uh, Brookside Homeowners Association. <laughs> and I, I wasn't even really homebrewing at that point. I think I just started, right? Yep. You bought me a Mr. Yeah, beer kit. That's how it all yeah. the, 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 the Mr. Beer kit is yeah. uh, this ugly head. That's how a lot of people <laughs> look, start. Look, oh, yes. I know. It's, it's a it's gateway yeah. for many. Really, <laughs> really, really terrible beers were made. And we can talk a lot about that or a little bit about it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we're going to oh. talk a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, when did you buy that for me? I think it was right we moved into our house in 2009. Yeah. So yeah. I, got, I got the Mr. Beer kit, and I was big into barbecue at that point. Like, I think that anything that, um, you know, you have to put some time into making it and have, like, a little bit of a creative process with it uh, and a little bit of a challenge, that's fun stuff to do. And so I was really into barbecue, but then I saw the beer thing, and I thought the same sort of thing with it. Like, this could be pretty fun. Maybe I'll give it a try. And I remember it specifically. The, I remember the beer was, um, it said British, British Ale. And it was, like, <laughs> in a can. And then you got this thing that looks like a football that you're supposed to put the can in there with water and then, like, a yeast packet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this seems pretty fucking simple. I'll just do this. Um, and I... I I mixed it up in there is the best way to say it. And I thought it was a good idea to put it next to our, our HVAC system in our basement. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are laughing because you know that the temperature is elevated next to that. And we made only what I could describe as a banana bread beer. Oh. Uh, yeah. It was, I don't know. If you're into banana bread, you might love it. But uh, it was very off-putting, uh, to say the least. But um, anyways, so I don't know. So, uh, Something, something hit me at that point where I was like, I can do better than this. I just want to challenge myself and uh, see, see if I can make something decent. So I ditched the Mr. Beer kit, and I went to Bacchus and Barleycorn okay. and got a homebrew kit. And um, I think I got like a Boulevard Pale Ale, like a clone kit or something. That was my first beer again. It didn't turn out very well. <laughs> then I got a Kolsch uh, kit after that, like extract brewing. And I made what I thought was like first reasonably tasting beer and I went to friend's barbecue and there's a there was a guy in town who was a brewer at Gordon Beersh at the time I don't even know his name I just know he was and he's gone I don't he's long gone from Kansas City I don't know where he's at uh but he came over to me he said this is really good oh wow I remember 
like just being so Mary's satisfied. Laughing. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I went home. I was like, "Hey, did you hear that, Mary?" Yeah, I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I know, looking back on it, it looked nothing like a Goldshire tasted like one. But at that point, there in no like flaws, 2009, <laughs> there were no rules on what you were doing with yeah. any of this stuff. I'm sure. So uh, it kind of started from there, and um, I got bit by the bug in a in a major way with home brewing and uh got into like doing the turkey fryer gatorade cooler setup uh for home brewing and started diving into like water profiles started diving into malt profiles hops everything just trying to figure out as much as i could and spending a lot of time in my backyard over many years doing it that way and then i built an electric brewing system in our basement uh which is pretty ridiculous at the time because uh, you had to do it yourself, and I know you can buy those things out of the box now, <laughs> and that's really where, where I where I started to kind of elevate the styles we were brewing and entering homebrew competitions, which right. I think are extremely important to get critical feedback from people who are sensory trained and really understand what those beers are all about. And I learned a lot about how to make better beer from judge feedback and challenging myself and just studying, and that's kind of where it where it went. And then I. I don't know, like where the the tipping point. I want to know why. Mary why what Mary decided? Well, I why answer, did I, I buy gonna, this beer kit for him? <laughs> I was going to answer the original question, which was, "What does BKS stand for?" Oh, well, he never, he never got past that. He just, it's fine. Yeah, oh, no, they were giving me the the, the go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> I, just, I just went with it. We don't we edit this show, so you're fine. So, Mary, why well, did you buy the, the kit? Stickers. Yeah, he talked about the stickers. Yeah, there we go. We spent one minute. Yeah. Do you regret the, the purchase? That's what I really want to know. <laughs> no, I think it's taken us down an interesting journey that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Um, no, I think it was he, was, he made some just offhanded comment one time that he wanted to try homebrewing. And I was like, oh, well, that'd be a good Christmas present or a birthday present <laughs> or something. That's how it all starts. And then I, I should have known, like, he has a passion for certain things like that. He mentioned the barbecue and there's just certain things that he'll just read about and study until you can't really find any more information. So no, I don't regret it. Um, it's definitely been, it changed our, our path in life probably. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> but no, it's been, been a fun, fun thing for us. So the rest sure. of the KS, we got the B part. It's not Brian. Yeah, the K Brookside. So Brookside oh, is just, just, a, Brookside. just an acronym. Huh. Yeah, so, I thought, yeah, so I thought it was Brook, Brookside Homeowners right. Association. Right, so does anybody, do, any, do any Brookside. of the presidents come the in and say, I get beer with my HOA dues? <laughs> we haven't had a sticker on that my That would car. actually be a, yeah, maybe we should negotiate something. They must be proud. I, I hope that's so. A, that's so. a beer name. Yeah. I don't know. You should, have, you should have a beer name, HOA dues. HOA dues. We're always looking for a new name. I like that. Well, I've got a list of names if you ever want to peruse it. It's I would like to see it. Yeah, it's 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 expansive. It, yeah. It grows daily. Well, so does I, Alex. So I, you should, I feel you like you should compare. do a, a banana bread beer at some point. Just <laughs> as an homage to, to, uh, the, to the uh, furnace beer you made from your Mr. Maybe, Bean yeah, maybe, maybe an intentional one would turn out better. You, yeah. No, no iso in British ales. No. We don't need that. So, <laughs> what was the what was the first beer that you were like? I mean, aside from the guy from Gordon Beers giving you the love, do you remember the first one that you were like, "Man, this is pretty good"? Uh, surprisingly, yes, I actually do. Um, so we had a St. Patrick's Day party we used to throw at our house uh, annually, and then um, 
I procrastinated making a, a, a beer for it because that was kind of the expectation. I had people over. I have to make a beer for it. And it can't be crappy. So um, I had like three weeks to go. And so really, literally, the first thing I look for is like, what beer can you make the fastest? And like, I remember reading some homebrew articles said English mild ale. Okay. And um, so I looked at like the grain bill that was on there and I made this beer and it turned out really awesome. And like everybody at the party was just like, holy shit, single smile's really good. I love this. And like who has an English mild that they've ever drank in like 2010, 2011? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I have some Irish descent in me, but I'm sure like if I told people from Ireland, I made a UK beer on like uh, St. Patrick's Day. They <laughs> <laughs> might take ombres. Yeah, it might be a problem. <laughs> Anyways, but it, 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 it turned out really good. And that was the one that has evolved into today's um, uh, Rock Hill and Locust, which is our English mild ale that we have on tap. That's probably the beer uh, that, that I've brewed the most in my lifetime, actually. And it's just really simple. It's like a 4% ABV beer. It doesn't take any time to ferment out or, or, or bring, bring into... Um, a finished product and uh i just love it it's easy drinking yeah has the has, did the recipe change much from then to what it is now it it did um i don't remember what the original one was other than the base malts in it which were maris otter uh malt which is a uh you know an, an english grown barley but uh over the years as i dug into like a malt profiles i i did tweak it and change it and picked out certain things that i liked about malts and uh i i have stuck with what the the grain bill was from my home brewing days though and we have this is one of the beers we've never changed since we've opened the brewery like everything has stayed the same from yeast uh to relative water profile and and the malts that we use in it just pretty cool and you just had your fourth anniversary that's right four years yeah. So were you guys beer drinkers before this kit happened? Oh, yeah. And what yeah. were you drinking? I'm curious. Well, I think the, f- the first beer I remember Brian that turned Brian into a, a craft beer drinker was uh, Isolation. Oh, Odell's Isolation Ale. O- yeah, Odell's yeah. Isolation Ale. That was kind of like the transition from Coors Light <laughs> 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 to more craft beer. I mean, we would drink boulevard weed or boulevard pale ale some but really that i think that isolation ale was really the turning point um and then i mean i really this is 2010 10 i was probably more into belgian styles at that point so so you were heavier than he was everybody was into that was i mean you know belgian styles um, back then yeah a lot of um, Which is sad to see. Saisons, you know, right. the, that yeah. style. I wish, but, I wish a lot yeah. of them would come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really my Maybe entry point. Maybe you can bring them back. We've tried. Gotta, you have to sell them. <laughs> 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 I mean, but yes. <laughs> we'd have to, we'd have to uh, do, it, do it occasionally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. So at, at what point did, you know, you're doing this homebrewing, you're doing the homebrew comps and that sort of thing. At what point did you look at Mary and be like, you know what? We should open a brewery. What, what was that conversation like? Um, well, the, I, don't know, it, I don't know there was like one specific moment. And so you'll, <laughs> as I'm thinking about it, you'll see a pattern here. Mary bought the Mr. Beer kit. <laughs> and then um, 
you know, we were going to visit friends uh, that lived down in like Oklahoma City, and I remember I remember driving in our car, and I, did, you know, my my corporate job was like great and everything, uh, but I didn't I wasn't in love with what I was doing, you know, and uh, just having a conversation about that, and she said, well, you're pretty good at making beer, you should you should think about that. You should write a business plan. I was like, I don't know how to write a damn business plan. <laughs> but it turns out Mary knows how to write a business plan. <laughs> well, she's, she's slick. Yeah, she worked for, she has an MBA and uh, from KU, and she worked in the small business development uh, program at KU during her MBA. And so a lot of experience helping people, the small business owners, write business plans. And we wrote a chunk of it. I mean, I was driving driving the car, and she had the laptop out, and, just kind of just just going, you know? Wow. And that's kind of how it started. Well, there was a, I can't remember what book it was that I bought you that was really focused on brewery business plans. There's a very specific, you know, thing you should be looking at. So, uh, so we got the base business plan going, and then he spent every morning before he would go into work, would sit there and try to kind of complete the information, and then at night, so there was definitely a process we, we did before we just opened up. We kind of had a what we, you know, initial plan and then a five-year plan and all that good stuff. But, yeah, it was definitely a process. It wasn't something that happened overnight. It was we talked about it a lot for a few years before we decided to actually open a brewery. Yeah, I think that was like 2014. Yeah, I think 2014 is when we really started looking at trying to find a building, uh, putting some things to paper. I don't know. (laughs) So what you're saying is you did it the right way. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if there's a right or wrong. You you, you followed a plan. (laughs) Yeah, it it took a while, though. Because there are many of us that start the businesses without those plans. and. Yeah. So, I mean, do you really? I mean, once you put the plan in place, it, sometimes you don't even follow it. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. you look back on it, and you're like, "Well, that really didn't happen." Well, like, you know, intention. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know what time it is, Nick? Is it mystery time? Mystery beer time. So this is the mystery beer bag, as we talked about before. It's from a golf course. We don't know which one. There's a story behind it, but the guy who took it, we, I don't want him to tell me the story until he comes on the show, and he has yet to come on the show. So is that because we haven't asked him? I asked him to come this week, and oh, he okay. didn't come, so he's rude. <laughs> so, um, Brian, I'm going to give you the, the honor of taking it out. Of the <laughs> Excuse so, me. i got to get pe- be- better paper That is a, a <laughs> wonderful <laughs> bag you have <laughs> wrapped around it. Yeah, a, yeah, so. Okay, so I'm. It's, yeah, you can tell us what it is. I realize it's a little too fancy for Brian. Then we're, we're all going to have some of it. Mary was kind enough to bring everybody some glasses, yeah, so. I went, we went local first. Okay, so. Uh, Am I, uh, hopefully I'm seeing the words on this right. Poitier? <laughs> I think it's called Poitier, yes. Or is that an R? I think, it, I think it's a Poitier. Poitier. This is like six degrees of separation? Okay. I'm yeah, Martin City, Belgian-style triple ale, aged in brandy barrels, 9.3%. Oh, well. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Come, coming in hot with that one. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got to tell him about the new game. Start oh, uh, well, he's, uh, well, he's already looked at it. Well, now we have to ask, have guess the ABV. Oh, oh, he already said it. He already oh. said it. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, sorry, I didn't. No, that's no, we, didn't no, tell no, me the rules. That's their own damn fault. That's their own damn that's fault. That's poor show hosting. So you want to? All right, wanna, I get what I'm supposed to do. You want to do the honors and do the pouring? Yeah. And, and we'll keep on yakking. 
so, so how do you select these beers, or how do you get them? I guess is the <laughs> you know, question. It's a, beer it's karma. A, it's a well, a lot of it is beer karma because I get a lot of beer from just random people, and so I just stick them in my fridge, and I'll just grab three of what I think Nick has never had before. Okay. So there's no real science to it. Um, I'm just trying to clear out my refrigerator. So I understand <laughs> what the bag was for now. Yes. I was supposed to open it when it was in the bag. No, oh. no, 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 no. This is a surprise. Hidden. Yeah. No, oh, I mean, okay. I I mean we, that would we, be really cool, though. You know, we maybe. did do that at Beer Sauce, <laughs> where we kept it in the bag and it kind of kept it like we were in an alley. Right. You know? <laughs> 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 Here you go. You want some of this, this 40 ounce? <laughs> I will not reveal the ABV in the future. <laughs> now you know. I'm not sure she's going to drink any of that. Aged in, aged in brandy barrels. Yeah. In case you were wondering. <laughs> that is a yummy drink. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. It's really nice. We were Shout just talking about City. Belgian styles. Like, yeah. and look, look. Beer karma is. right there, buddy. Yeah. Just, it just shows up. So do you guys, you know, we kind of talked about this before we started. Um, Mary, do you have a, a, a favorite style of beer you'd like to drink? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think <laughs> maybe it's because we, we have a lot of them, but now I really do like like the hazy IPAs, right. um, hoppy beers. But I also enjoy like the lager we just had. Um, my go-to probably is IPA or okay. more of like I really like our Tiny Clouds, which is more of a sessionable. Good beer, yeah. Um, IPAs, or you call it a tiny IPA, so it's 5%, really hoppy still, but it's, a, you know, we can have one and not feel like you've had three beers at yeah. once, but um, yeah, that's probably my go-to when we, if we are going to an, another brewery or going to a restaurant, I'll probably look for IPA. Yeah. Or a lager or a pilsner. Your, your starting point at the new at a new brewery. Yeah, yeah, and then I might venture out to other things, but yeah. Brian, what about you? Um, Definitely hoppy beer. Um, I talked. I've, I've, I've talked about this with <laughs> some people before. Where um, said, you know, you know what your favorite beer is when you get off work and the first thing that you want to grab, like what is that? And um, you know, this went <laughs> went back a few years. A few years ago, somebody I was telling somebody, he's like, oh man, I love Cantillon and uh, Three Fawn and stuff. They're like, yeah, but is that your favorite? I was like, I mean, it's got to be one of my favorite. And they're like. Yeah, but when you get off work, is I like you just go home and pop open a bottle of sour beer and like pour it into a glass. I was like, well, sometimes like, but if I'm being honest with myself, it's like IPA. Like that's yeah. the the thing I would think about after a long day of work. I'm I want something you know like West Coast or uh, New England style. That's what I'm I'm into. Yeah, I, I, I miss I miss the old classic West Coast IPAs, yeah. man. Yeah, you I know, think that, that used to be my jam. I would always I probably. Every two days, I'd go, and I've yet to bring one on the show, that Lagunitas Hop Stupid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just sure. just a hop bomb, just to, yeah. just to kill your palate, but I didn't right. care. So I'm with you on that. I've just, when, I smell, when, I, when I imagine beer, I smell it, and I'm like, that's an IPA. Yes. I don't know about you. Sometimes I just, I'll be somewhere, and I'm like, why am I smelling beer right now? Yes. <laughs> See, I think that's number two. That's, like number the se two? that's second beer choice. Wait, that's I want start with like, just a nice, clean lager. I mean, true. Yeah, like, so that like, was just... But you go four yeah. years ago, 
three years ago, they weren't. Nobody was doing nobody's lagers. Not, right. Not, that's that's a last couple a, years. No, that's true. It um, wasn't. I w- wouldn't consider like a craft brewery thing to do. It was more of yeah. a. You know, yeah, we never no, if I'm being real honest, what am I grabbing when I first go to the fridge? The one that's in front. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> laziness is really who I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's another beer name right there. The one that's in the front. There you go. <laughs> so let's fast forward. You talked about the business plan that was written in the car, which is awesome. <laughs> when you guys first started, you guys have a unique brewery story because when BKFs became a thing... It was it was like people lining up for the beer, and it was such a I hate to say it, it was such a St. Louiser town thing. <laughs> <laughs> he hates St. Louis, but, but, but oh. you know because you know you hear <laughs> about that in St. Louis fans. where people are lining up yeah. and waiting for the beers. When when you guys went into that was was that shocking? Was that was that a surprise? Because <laughs> you guys became like this thing that uh, I don't think you can really plan for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was, I mean, it was surprising for sure. Um, so I, I, I thought that uh, the beers that we wanted to bring to market and the way we wanted to make the beers, I thought we, we did a pretty good job with it out of the gates. And I didn't, I didn't know how, how the Kansas City market would respond to that or how long it would take for anybody to know we were even here and we're alive, you know, like we started out i thought if we had 50 people show up that would be good right 50 people maybe buy a four pack we'll survive you know <laughs> and uh, mary's mary's dad actually was in town that day and, and was hanging out with us before we opened i was pretty nervous i mean it's your opening day and um He's like, you think you think anybody will show up? I was like, oh shit, man, why do you have to say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, and yeah, um, back to reality. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and it was like, I don't know, 40, 30 minutes before we open, and I didn't expect anybody to be there. And then all of a sudden, just people started showing up, and a line formed, and. He just looked at me. He goes, "I wouldn't have believed if I didn't see it with my own goddamn eyes." <laughs> and, Thanks. And, but I think that I think that the reason that that people showed up initially um, was because it wasn't that we were doing we weren't the first brewery to attempt a hazy IPA in Kansas City at that time, but we had kind of done some like a little bit of guerrilla marketing through our friends like. I would make the beer in our home brewery, and then we had, like, a little can seamer. Like, we were one of the first purchasers from October Designs yeah. at that time. And so we actually filled cans and then just gave them out to people. And I think that just kind of resonated from, like, a visual standpoint. It wasn't intentional. It was just the way we did it and what yeah. we intended to do when we opened. I remember And then that. we gave them away for free. And crazy. I think it just kind of created a buzz. And I think the beers were good that we put in those cans. Um, and so I think that's what drove people to show up and see what else was going on and, and it just kind of went from there um yeah and, and at that first day mary was after you said is anybody going to show up or what what was your reaction to when all these people started lining up because i remember there were yeah. times i was like we're going to go down there and i would pull up i'd be like nope yeah <laughs> and i would keep on driving because it was it was a shit yeah. ton of people yeah it was a little overwhelming um honestly because it was not something we I mean, 
we knew we needed to sell beer and all that, but we didn't realize like the demand that there would be there. So we were, um, obviously it was a good thing and we were excited, but it was a, like, felt a little bit of, I don't know, pressure is the right word, but you're like, hopefully they like it. You know, they're standing in the line for an hour, like hopefully they like this beer. Um, but you know, it was good feedback and it was, um, you know, people kept coming back. So yeah, no, it, it was amazing. And the support that we've seen over the last four years has been remarkable, honestly. And, and a lot of people who, who are here day one, still, we still see them today. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool, and we've gotten to know them really. You know, I would consider a lot of them friends, people we've gotten to know and who've shown up. So um, it's been an interesting experience. and um, <laughs> Ongoing experience. Ongoing, right. yes. What, what's, what surprised you guys with that open? What, what, what happened that maybe you didn't expect? Other than your, your father-in-law not expecting that many people. He still brings us back down to earth he every time he comes to town. Surprises me. Uh, he's, uh, yeah. But no, I think what surprised us was just uh, there was a line. You know, there was an excitement that, you know, if, if people, and we weren't from the beer industry. You know, we didn't come from another brewery. We didn't come from even the service industry. So we didn't have a lot of connections Um within that so we didn't know what to expect until we opened and obviously now we have a lot of a lot of friends in the industry but at that point it, we were kind of going in blind a little bit and maybe we were a little naive um you know sometimes you kind of maybe have to be naive to get into it and do it the way we did it but um it, luckily it's worked out for us and we've been able to to grow every year we've been open and, and keep making the beers i think there's something to be said for that we've heard a, I've, or i've heard a lot of other entrepreneurs talk about that there is a little bit good about the naivete that lets you kind of take some of those risks and yeah. those leaps right without yeah i think without we, the crippling anxiety well i think i think <laughs> not to say there's no especially brian anxiety. i think we we approach things a little differently from what we <laughs> thought how things should be i guess um we didn't have the expectations of has to be this way in our head from if you did come from the industry you, you kind of have this underlying knowledge of how other breweries do things well we didn't really have that beyond just visiting a lot of breweries we didn't have like well you have to do an ipa this way or you have to do your tasting room hours this way or whatever like we just kind of like well this is what works for us right and this is what we think people will want and we just did it and then luckily they wanted it so <laughs> and then in, in like some ways it would have totally helped us if we did, if yeah. we'd have known some people to like give us a heads up and be like hey that's a stupid idea like you shouldn't put those tanks there or yeah, like, your bar that, yeah. is set up all wrong and like we've we've been through that too yeah. and so you know the, the 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 thing I would the thing I tell anybody who's, who's, who's starting out is like don't don't be afraid to like ask for help or ask for input. And, you know, we, I, I regretfully did not do enough of that and wish I would have, and it would have made things better for us as, as we grew. And we were, we're so small when we started, you know, and we still are so small as a brewery, but it's like just these little stair steps that you do. And we were talking about this before, like when you start, like how quickly the growth and the demand starts to happen. If you're doing anything, it's like a quality type of product it's going to happen right. for you and it's like you have to have like an eye on like w you know think about the next step 
and the next one, you know, but don't go past that. Just like a couple of them. <laughs> that being said, do you feel like, though, because you, you said you did the competition circuits mm-hmm. and some of the, that experience and those relationships help as well, though, uh, I mean, just because you had some of that feedback and some of those connections? Yeah, actually, <laughs> one of one of the uh, there is there is a beer judge that uh, at a competition after I entered, I think I, uh, I got a uh, second or second best of show um in it and the person came up to me afterwards and like said hey you were the one that made that dry hot pale ale and I said yeah he's like dude that was the best beer that i've drank like that i can remember in a beer competition and he's like it didn't win but he's like i just wanted to say hi and meet you and i was like that meant the world to me it's like but i i ended up talking with that person and picking their mind and dropping off beers to them especially as we got towards being becoming a professional brewery like said i would really like your critical opinion yeah. on these beers like don't don't hold back and so i remember like giving him beers and um like waiting for the feedback i text him like so what'd you think he's like it was good <laughs> <laughs> and i was like and that was it i was like what does that mean <laughs> i'm gonna have to translate uh, yeah. this <laughs> no but he's he's been he was really supportive early on and and shared it with other other people who are very knowledgeable in beer and so that's that's the important thing is like I was saying is like, don't be don't be afraid to to ask for help or and definitely make sure you listen. You know, when people with knowledge and experience more than you have are are talking, like just stop and listen. Is it surprising to you the reputation you guys have in town? You guys, I mean, is what it kind of reputation do we have? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we don't really. I mean, we don't. I well, don't know. I mean, yeah, it, you know, when 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 in the beer circles of the drinkers and the people who go to breweries when people you know you know i sit behind a bar and watch people talk about you know where they should go you guys are always in the conversation always i mean to the point now where you know you know you've got those breweries in st louis that people you know put up here well in kansas city you guys are are in that conversation of what what are the best beers in kansas city what's the best brewery um, you, you have to hear it. Obviously, obviously, you guys are making beer, but do, do you think about oh, we're is is it what's what's that like? Well, or do you I even think consider it? She's I, making a lot of faces. No, I'm like I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that. <laughs> I think first of all, um, the beer that's in Kansas City right now that's going on, we have a lot of great stuff in this town, and yes. I and I think it's starting to be noticed, and and I think that where where I had heard where I had heard stuff before you know being a consumer four years ago just only and buying beer and going to places and drinking there was like you know there were some people that weren't happy about like some of the the ipas that were here or other like barrel aged stouts things like that there's not enough of them or nobody's doing them things like that um and there were but now it's like there is a lot of really great beer that's out there yeah and and you and you see that it's like Every neighborhood's got some place they can go to, and every brewery's got something they can make that you go in and you're like, damn, that's really good. And that didn't happen in Kansas City all the time. And um, I think that, like, you were talking about St. Louis, which has a great craft beer scene. They're, like, one of the top five, you know, in the United States. It's undeniable, like, things they've done. But I think that the beer that's, that's happening here in Kansas City uh, in, in some, of, some of the styles is you know, as good or better in many categories. And I think there's something to be proud about, about all of that. But I think that if, if anybody's 
saying we're in the conversation for for making making uh, a, a good quality beer. I mean, we'll take that any day. <laughs> of course, that's the objective. It's right, like I right. want yeah. every person who comes into here to leave with like maybe you didn't like every beer style that we presented to you, but you definitely shouldn't leave and be like those you know there was things that were sucked you could just say that's not my beer but they're right. all made really well all, yeah like we're giving it yeah. our our absolute best possible effort and we care greatly about every every single thing we do like so much like we think about it and talk about it and you know um obsess about it here and and i i think that that attitude shows into the beer like we we put that effort in so that we get that type of like outcome so what is your what is what is maybe what is your most popular one? What what are you really pushing out out all the time? What is everybody getting? IPA, <laughs> <laughs> hazy IPA is probably about eighty percent of our production. Now, now here's 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 one of the first follow ups to that is is that your favorite one to make? Uh, I think for Brian it is. I don't know about Alex. He's up on the brew deck right now, but <laughs> no, should bring you him. Ask him. Alex. Um, yeah, for 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 me, <laughs> for a very long time, it, it was New England style, and um, I I mean I love those beers. I wouldn't make them if I didn't love them. And then, um, you know, now after four years of of making them, and I think we got some pretty good locked in recipes on stuff. I think that I'm I'm intrigued by more of like like right now I'm like obsessed with our our Kolsch, and it's a very traditional style of it. Like we make it the same way, and like. I'm just kind of like really into that right now. But we so were asking, what, like, Alex, what, what's your favorite one to make? Brian's turning into host. Go for it. What beer do you like to make? You got you got to grab a microphone, right? Grab a microphone. <laughs> which which because, is your favorite one? Because Alex Alex is making he he's brewing most of the beer here now, and like then I'm running around in the cellar doing stuff, and so you can ask, that's a good question for him. Um, I mean I love brewing hoppy beer. It's I know it's kind of boring. Probably people are like. Oh come on! It's like that's not boring. No, nothing. Right. nothing Does it boring? It, it, okay. If it tastes good, it's not. Yes. It's not boring. Yeah, I love brewing <laughs> hoppy beer, but uh, I gotta say, like, I love I love mixing it up anytime. Like, now we're in stout season now, you know. So like, Nig- Nigel, stouts. Nigel, what season is stout season? It's uh, all, se- uh, yeah, all yeah, seasons. Yeah, you know, it's you know. always yeah, stout yeah. season. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, no, it's fun. Uh, it's fun to mix it up and. Uh, the stouts, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. It's a lot of, lot of uh, more, more grains and stuff going on. So it's, it's fun and you know, trying to hit really big numbers with the gravity and stuff. Like that's that's fun. Like making big beers is fun, but it is a lot of work. Like the triple IPAs too. Like it's just. Uh, <laughs> as, as Brian. Brian's over there chuckling. chuckling. That's why I don't right, do well, it anymore. Well, Brian, you mentioned there you mentioned like four names. The so there's there's four of you that are really kind of in the brew process. Uh huh. Yeah. How do you guys? How are you guys working together? Coming up with your ideas and. Um. So so yeah so it's um, so Alex and uh, Aaron Ruth, he is the one that makes a lot of the hydromels that which, we've done, which people love. Um. Waldo Honey is is the business he had on the side for a while. Nick's never had a hydromel, by the way. That's basically like a carbonated mead that's lower ABV than a mead. It's amazing. Um, with fruit or spices, <laughs> stuff like that. But Aaron was like one of the one of the first people who jumped on board with us, um, first full timer uh, that we hired, and then and then Alex uh, 
and then we have uh, Aaron Luchart, who is new. People know him as Hot Dog Ron in Kansas City. Yeah. We, made a, we made a beer called Hot Dog Ron, and we release it on I July Fourth like every year. There's a story there. I'm sure there is. Well, yeah, we go to we go to Charlie Hooper's after work here a lot, and they have hot dogs there, <laughs> and he always gets hot dogs. So he just became his name's Aaron, and you abbreviate to Ron, and it's Hot Dog. I might Ron. be going to Charlie Hooper's so, after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been there in a long time. Yeah, hot dogs are great. Shout um, out to Charlie Hooper's. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> So, 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 yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, when I started out, I was just doing everything. And then um, Aaron, Aaron Ruth, Waldo Honey, he's, he came on and started helping me on brew days, graining out and everything. And then doing cellar work and teaching him how to CIP tanks, clean the tanks, essentially, sanitize them, prep everything, and then helping me with transfers. And then um, getting Alex in here, who's out of the box, already knew how to, to brew uh on a bigger system and then he can also do everything and like also help with canning like understands the dynamics of our our packaging uh line and everything we all wear a lot of hats <laughs> yeah everybody as, does as everything all these places and go. work behind the bar and yeah oh yeah and uh, different things like that so it was it uh, you started out doing all the brewing right yeah so yeah when was, you bring people on yeah. was it hard to let that baby go um it, it can be, but I mean, I came from, um, you know, a, a corporate job background where I had to work with <laughs> you had to lots collaborate. of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, delegate or die is what they love to say right. in those worlds. And, um, and while I don't subscribe to a lot of the things that I once did with all of that, I, I am thankful for the experience with that where you like, you have to like kind of, um, you have to set everybody up for success, right? Yeah. In, gotcha. in their job role. Totally. And so it's like the right ingredients, the right equipment, and I think we've done that stuff good. Well, since you're standing there, you get to partake oh, in, the next, the, honors. in the next mystery beer. Oh, good. Uh, you know, you get the brown paper bag because we keep it classy. Do not tell anybody the ABV. Yeah, so we're going to guess the ABV. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn you down. You, you can, you can open yeah, 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 absolutely. You can take it out. Yeah, just don't tell us you the You actually ABV. have to pour it as well, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go back to the brewing. Mm-hmm. What, tell us the, what's the part of the brewing, the process, getting into it. What do you, what do you really love about it? We want to announce that beer first? Well, I was, I he's was already quick. cracked it up. Oh, he's fast. Uh, yeah, he's fast with it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and tell us what the beer is. Oh, I do, I do tell? You're going to have to okay. lean into yeah, the mic. Yeah, you're going to have to talk. Don't, no okay. ABV saying, though. Sorry, I'm late to the party here. You are. You're, you're uh, fine. You're, you're working. It's fine. We That's got a like, blackberry cobbler, pastry sour, pastry kettle sour with blackberries, cinnamon, graham, graham cracker, I imagine, and vanilla uh, from Barntown up Where in Iowa. From? Oh, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. West Des Moines. I'm going to guess ABV. We know them. I'm going to say 6%. What do you got, Brian? Take a uh, wild guess. Seven? Don't tell him. Seven? Oh. It might not even say. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think it's one of those, yeah, it's up in Iowa, they don't care. It's a true like, mystery yeah, hey. here. Uh, Iowans don't care. There's an extra box if you want any. Yeah, you opened it. Look at that thing, man. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a thicky. Put your glass in there, buddy. I've, I've, I've self-edited what is, what is in this? the last 30 seconds. Uh, blackberries, You're not cinnamon, to anything, you? vanilla, graham cracker. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Does that mean we need to get an EpiPen ready? Well, I mean, you never know. <laughs> you want some, Stephanie? 
Yeah. 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 It smells great. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna go. Hold on. Hold on. That's got a lot of, lot of character to it. A lot of. Oh wait, depth. we can't oh, guess. Right? Sound. No, because it doesn't say no. we can. It's, ah. it's a true mystery beer. That's. It really smells good. That is, that is quite tasty. That's. That's dessert after Thanksgiving. They do, they do kettle sours very well. We've, oh, man. We've had stuff from them. We've wow. met them in the past at beer festivals, and they've sent us some beers. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's nice they and fluffy. They always do a nice job. Yeah, yeah it's kind of thick, isn't it? Yeah. That is tasty. It reminds me of a beer I had at Norton's the other day. <laughs> and when I checked it in, I said, that's a thick sour. <laughs> and, it, and, and, of course, it ended up on Twitter. And uh-huh. uh, Jeremy Downer said, Yo, you're a thick sour. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which is the danneriest <laughs> right, that's of the, responses. Yeah, that's of all the, all the yeah. responses you can get. That's Very pretty dander. funny. Brian, I'm going to go back to you. You're, I, I'm just curious about what you love about that, that brew process, what kind of gets you going. Because you seem to you kind of lit up a little bit more when we're talking about that part of things. Yeah. Uh, from the from the So when we talk about the brewing process, to me that means like the hot side of things, like on the brew house – like it starts with the the recipe creation, and um, I really I really love that aspect of it now. And like most of most of what I love about creating recipes is the hunt for ingredients. <laughs> All right, and so um, and what that means for like IPAs is digging in digging into hops and getting yeah they're laughing at me i could get into arguments about this with you're obsessed with hops plenty of people over it um brian's over here digging his own rabbit hole yeah that's, like, that's another beer name though hop obsession. Yeah, but don't worry hop obsession. Yeah. uh yeah so so that's that's the thing is like they're you have to be resourceful and pushy and um and you really have to dig deep to to find find the places that have the lots of hops that you're looking for. And what I mean by lots is like they're grown at certain farms. They have certain specs uh, involved in those hops that will help us accomplish making the right types of hoppy profile beers we're looking for. And so, like, I love I love the hunt for that type of stuff and tracking that down. Do you think that comes kind of from because you mentioned, you know, you loved doing barbecue too so like more of that kind of that oh, chef thing like sure, yeah. looking building Absolutely. that recipe layering yeah, the flavors if you make something good it's only i mean it starts with well the ingredients and then you got to have good good technique and expertise around all that which comes from practice you know um but I mean, yeah i'm intrigued by that because we've we've always talked about you know, i've had very little desire to get onto the brew side it frightens me actually mm-hmm. which what, what does the brew side, because I'm always I'm scared of math. He's, it seems like there's a lot of science in math. He's about to brew a rules. <laughs> but I love cooking. I love recipes. So I was, yeah. I was intrigued You'll by kind of what you were saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try this. It's in, like making two weeks. On the, on the hot side, it's oh, like yeah. making a so soup. So I'm either yeah, going to kill people or it's going to be really good. No, you, you, you know, no you'll, be, you'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. I've brewed a beer. Nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always say rule number one is don't die, but 1.5 is don't make anybody else die. I, we, we got an answer on the, on the ABV on that beer. Oh, wait, so anybody anybody want to guess? I said six. I'm going to go s- Yeah, it tasted not, not like. Okay. Yeah, it tasted lower. 5.8. Alex? 6.5. Can I do 6.5? 5.8. 5.4. Oh, winner. Ooh. 
nothing. Bragging rights. You get to take. Bragging we'll, rights. We'll let you open the next mystery beer. That's your prize. Nice job. <laughs> no, that was a, that was a really nice beer. So let's talk about. You guys won an award. Let's talk about that award. Tell, <laughs> tell oh look, yeah, the, the medals right up there. Tell us uh, where it's from, what you won, what the beer was. Give us the rundown on, because that's kind of kind of a big deal in Kansas City for you guys to win that award. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. So uh, we got a a silver medal at, in the Great American Beer. You might want to explain to people what that is. Great American Beer Competition is the world's greatest beer competition it's the biggest one um it's like the i mean it's like the masters for beer right yeah um and so i i had read this this last year there were eight thousand beers entered maybe more than that nine nine thousand i don't <laughs> That's know crazy it was one of those numbers yeah and uh two thousand breweries entered and so you can't you can't enter more than five beers um overall or anything like that but we entered we entered uh clouds our new england style uh, double ipa in the what's called the imperial juicy hazy india pale ale category which is beer judge terms for new england style double ipa (laughs) (laughs) and uh that that's a that's one of our 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 first beers we brought to market at bks is actually uh, aside from our English mild, that was like the second beer that I created as a home brewer, and then brought into making professionally here, which has has changed over the years, um, with a few hops here and there and a few different malts. But the the concept of what the beer is supposed to be has always remained the same. And so, is that changes based on availability or just just as you've just tried to improve the recipe? Both. Both. Um, some years there's hops that I don't like that I normally do. Hops are an ag product, and so they do change. Uh, we're not the type of brewery that can just go to a farmer out in Yakima Valley and say, I want that same lot on that acreage right there, those same hops. Like, we don't, we don't get that. I have to go, go hunt for those things like I was talking about. And so sometimes we can't, we can't find that quality that we're looking for, but we can blend other hops together to get a profile overall that we're looking for that we think is close all the time. So it's a moving target, but uh, that that beer we had never entered GABF before, and you know I've kind of been I've been other than getting critical feedback I've kind of been anti-competition because it's like craft beer we're all supposed to kind of lift each other up together. How is one brewery competing against another? How does that help or whatever? And I've kind of, in talking to people who have entered it, you know, the the statement to me was, it's it's good for it's good for the the city you're from, mm-hmm. if if anybody wins. And that I mean, that's any brewery that enters and yeah. wins. It's great because uh, it brings um, press and notification to the beer community, like what's going on in Kansas City around beer. It brings tourism in. Like people don't go to one brewery. When they come in right. to drink beer and do beer tourism, they go to like five, six, right. ten other breweries. And so it's good when these things happen in Kansas City. Like Casey Beer Co's won a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they make fantastic beer. And 
Uh, I think Cinderblock's won one in the past that I can recall. There's There's been a history of it, but I don't think it, there's ever been uh, an IPA or a hoppy beer that's won in Kansas City. And so, uh, yeah, that's kind of our story. It was very, very surprising. We hope that we hope that we were like one of the best 20 beers entered in the category. And it was one of the biggest categories. Yeah. And I thought the beer was really good. And I thought we have a chance to be considered, but... I think it's a crapshoot after that. Mayor, you're kind of you're kind of a catalyst on a lot of these things. Did you uh, did you did you say yeah, let's do it? What, what were your thoughts when it was like, hey, let's enter this because this is a big deal? Yeah, I, I think like Brian said, we kind of hesitated um, in prior years to enter because we weren't able to make enough beer to meet demand. We were just a, such a small scale brewery, but we we recently expanded our production capacity and our fermentation capacity, so. We're able to, like, you know, if we actually did happen to win something, we can actually make enough for people to come and, and grab it and, and get it to go or on tap. So, no, I, I think I was all about it. Like, let's do it. Let's see what happens. If nothing else, you get great feedback from the judges. Um, it wasn't all about winning. It was more of how do we improve our beer right. and how do you get the feedback to know what other people are thinking about it from a, you know, a lot of these people are, are Cicerones or have, you know, a lot of great experience tasting beer so um yeah we actually drove it out to um i guess it was fort Collins. no it was in denver yeah denver near lafayette so we drove it out because we were like let's (laughs) have an excuse to get away for a weekend too (laughs) so i was all about that too (laughs) so how much beer do you have to take them Uh, i think for each category it depends on how highly like how many entries for i think the double ipa was eight Eight, eight, eight cans. 16 ounce cans. I just imagine you taking one can to the to him and then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just put it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we so we, they, we entered a couple categories. So we um, you have to print off like a, a barcode and a sticker and all that good stuff. So they can they, they get so many entries. Right. I was actually it's, reading it was nine thousand seven hundred yeah. entries. It's amazing. We went to the warehouse and it's a it's a a, a cold warehouse. Yeah, refrigerated. When you go up there and it's gigantic. I mean, because, like, you're talking about GABF, like, where, when they actually have the festival and they're pouring beers, that's where all the kegs are stored and where they're warehoused, or the World Beer Cup, all those things. Yeah. We pulled up, and I was like, holy Yeah, it's a big shit, place. Look at this place. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and you just walk in, and it's very organized. I mean, they, they do a great job with the competition. They do a great job with the beer festival when they're actually having it. And I can't even imagine the logistics around the whole thing. So how, how many judges actually have to judge your particular beer I, that i don't know how I many know. i'd be interested because there's different that I would mean, be it goes through different levels so there's like the entry point and then it kind of progresses okay. through probably so. to some all the way up to like yeah i mean i know there's yeah, usually like first round and in the big categories i think there's three rounds that they do normally it's two rounds and then i think the way these things work is you go to like what's referred to as like a mini best of show where it's the top five high scoring beers go there and then the judges just have a conversation around which is so not, one, not two, unlike three. like a homebrew oh, uh, it's, it's similar. similar okay yeah, yeah that'd be I've a, judged in some of those yeah, and, similar yeah. I'm a, that's a, a question for judge, somebody but. who's judged at gabf and there are people in this area who have so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, there was a lady that came in the wind shift an older lady and she's a gfb mm-hmm. a gabf judge yeah. i was like and she's here in kansas city yeah yeah there's quite a few uh, yeah i was quite quite impressed sure. by her because she yeah. came in the wind shift and was was like she told me that. I'm like, well, I better pour her beer correctly. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure at all. His hand yeah. starts sweating as he grabs the tap. I'm like, what do you think? Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's a huge deal for 
especially for, you know, because what, 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 what size system do you guys have now? Uh, we, well, it's a five-barrel brew house, yeah. but we actually end up brewing, it's oversized, so we can actually brew eight-barrel batches on it. I mean, that's, we still, do sometimes. that's still super small. Small you know? compared to, oh, yeah, absolutely. you think most yeah. of the breweries I mean, I'm sure, there. you know, it's the competition. There was probably some bigger breweries and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, and so. Yeah, with, um, I talk about access to, especially in those those hoppy categories, access to the, the right type of hops. And I think that's telling of um, us doing a good job of getting the right ones that produce the right profile in the beers. And that's something I'm, I'm real proud of. And something that we've we've gotten better at over the years, you know, getting getting hops that uh, not all not all citra hops are the same. Right. Not all mosaic hops are the same. Right. How do you how do you go uh, about doing that for for those of us that, that don't know? Because I mean, what we have mm-hmm. we have one hop farm really nearby. Oh, like Kansas Hop Co. Two, yeah. Well, two. There's yeah. another one, right? I don't know. I think I there's think only there's one. A second one. But well, Ryan? Uh, Porter Valley, I think. Okay. Is yeah, one. but yeah. but I mean, even then, right? They're not. It's not a nearby thing. You're not just driving down the road. Right. So how are you how are you sourcing those? And then I mean, because then you do have to be picky. You were just talking yeah. about that. So how does that how does that work? It's a, well, it, you have to start a relationship with some of the hop brokers and 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 that's a that's a, a year over year over year thing. Like we one of the first things that I did at this brewery and that Mary and I talked about was contracting hops, but not like just anything that we could get but it was like the right types of hops and being aware of that and like starting a conversation and we were so small and nobody knew who we were you know (laughs) we're buying such a small amount but still trying to get contracts and like it's a show of good faith that like we're trying to put some money out there and then we're going in on like saying i want these ones or you know and then trying to ask more questions of those brokers that then like kind of let you in a little bit more on details like they more times often than not know which ones are the best ones they've got in the warehouse um and then also just like talking to other brewers that have you know good knowledge of of hops like if you drink a really good hoppy beer asking that brewery uh person who made it it's like what did you use or what do you know about or what are you willing to talk about some people don't want to talk about (laughs) stuff and i totally respect that but um but then taking that tidbit with you, and it, maybe those are from a certain farm, and you just kind of lock that away. Or maybe like paying attention to the certificate of authenticity that comes with a certain hop lot. You can ask for those from brokers or from farms that you get them from, and remembering, like paying attention to what's on that sheet. What did you like that was in the composition makeup of that? What was good about that? What did you? What do you see on that that's different from other ones? And then stowing that away and remembering for yourself. You know, it's a lot of trial and error, honestly. A lot of failure too. Yeah. So ha- when when Ryan came along with Kansas Hopco, I know a lot of breweries in town use him. You know, it's a different type. Obviously, it's, it's grown here in the Midwest. I know you guys have used you guys have used him. Mm-hmm. Is is it is is it a different? Is is there a difference? What's what's it like getting something that's so close and local? Oh, I mean, well, so they have they have canoe cops, right? Which is Kansas grown Chinook right. and it's completely different than um, Chinook that's grown in the Pacific Northwest. So when you, I mean, that's what you smell in here today. We brewed pine tree and there's Chinook hops that are in there. Chinook is very piney when it comes from uh, the Pacific Northwest because of the soil, the temperature, the rainfall that's there. Kansas, it's quite different. Yeah. It displays like more like pineapple 
yeah. more fruity. And he mentioned and cool. That when he was yeah. on and, that. Um, you know, there's there's ways to work with all of those things, but it's like being aware of the ingredients you have, and then how do you blend it with other things that are complementary to it? And I think that that's kind of uh, we love using Kansas Hopco, and Ryan's a friend of ours, and we we really appreciate how he's worked with us and helped us learn about what they do and. We've been lucky enough to feature it in quite a few beers since yeah. uh, a couple of years ago we started using it. And it's about fusing it with other things that we think blend well with it and yeah. I, I feel like profile we, forward. Yeah. I feel like we left money on the table when we had him on because I didn't know about the he and his dad making guitars. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, uh, well, he mentioned it, but he downplayed it. Yeah, he that's a huge thing. And, and, and we, yeah. didn't, we did not uh, follow up. You know, well, we're, we're terrible reporters. We are, yes. but, we're not re- <laughs> but we're not reporters, so there's that. There's no, <laughs> we're we're, we're we're not. Well, I mean, you kind of are. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't claim that anymore. I was years ago. I sort of am. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. But, you know, we're digging deep here, so that, that's all that matters, right? I'm going to start asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> curious. So what do you Nick. do? <laughs> I'm just that other guy. What was that beer we cracked? It wasn't the Mr. So, beer. It was the one you no, brought. No, no. So this was from our good friends, the Blues, who are... Living the dream in their airstream. This is from uh, Perennial Artisan Ales, Sunset Tai Chi. Oh, you can't read. Well, oh, Lord. Somebody well, get the readers out. It, it's silver with the light coming off. So uh, India Pale Ale with uh, lactose, passion fruit, orange, guava, and vanilla. Well, and I will, out, I will really. now take your guesses on the ABV. Uh, 7.2. Yeah, right. I don't... Uh, you gotta hey. guess something. I, uh, they, hang on a second. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, Look, Nigel, go come at you. That one, that one drank like six percent to me. I'm gonna say eight. Your actual retail ABV, six and a half. Oh, oh okay, mm-hmm. okay. Brian's the winner on that one. Well, well done, well done, well done. You get bragging rights. Yeah, they're now yours. So I really well. like that one. It tasted great. <laughs> I don't normally like lactose and IPAs, but that was really good. So, the tap room is has changed from the days when it first opened. It's, it's kind of morphed in, I mean, I haven't been in here. I looked over, I'm like, uh, okay, the taps are over here now. Yeah. That's been quite the process. As, and you kind of talked about in the beginning, well, I probably shouldn't put that fermenter there or whatever. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what have you learned about running a tap room and you know, it's kind of morphed into what it, what it is now? Because obviously, probably has some obviously growing growing pains at first because it was tiny you yeah. know um, i remember coming here when you first when i could first get in here i was like wow this is small but you guys have made use of of the space what's that been like well mary mary uh all credit there mary does a great job um with all of all of the retail side in the tasting room in addition to like handling all the inventory and financial stuff for the business. I'm just like, just make beer. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make um, beer. But, she, but beer. she, she's the one that has all the interactions for most of the uh, the can sales and uh, works with most of everybody who's up front. So I mean, I'll let you answer that. Like the changes and all that stuff. Sure. There. Yeah. I mean, I think um, when we we've gradually taken on more space. As tenants have moved out of the building and when this, we took on additional space in June and we re- reevaluated our, our tasting room, we're like, well, it doesn't make any sense for the bar to be where it is when we have all this other space. So we, we gradually started shifting things over. So it hasn't been that long since we've moved things around, but 
it really helps with the flow of, of the tap room and a little more seating. You know, it's customers really like it because it, it gives them a little more space to spread out, especially yeah. in our current environment. People want a little more room. So, yeah, definitely have been able to take on a little more space and more seating inside and outside. So that's been a great thing for us as our tap room has expanded our hours and all of that. I do want to clarify one thing real quick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is it something Nigel messed up? No. <laughs> that makes me happy. No. Oh, okay. So we it was fr- you. Dang it. Yeah. When we first opened back in 2017, we briefly mentioned taking the upstairs space. We did not take the upstairs space. People still ask us today, do you have the upstairs space? We never took the upstairs space. I just wanted to have this opportunity to, to clarify that. I don't want to be misleading. Like all four of our listeners, two of which are sitting here, <laughs> yeah. um, but at well, least well, now know. Exactly. Right. I mean, we all count as listeners, right? All of us right here? Yeah. I mean, we, sort of but I just wanted to, we might be I didn't want to, mis- to misrepresent our, our space, but we have no space upstairs. Now, you've mentioned the canning yeah. part aspect of this a, a, a few times. That seems to be for a lot of us really growing, really Im- the importance of it. Have you been doing that all along? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that goes to the question I was going to ask during the pandemic when you guys had to pivot and go to to go only. That's when, yeah. you know, the can thing. Yeah, was, that, that, was, can. that was imperative that you did that. So yeah. you guys were obviously ready, you know, because yeah. Um, yeah. you had that in place. What was that like going well, through that we were, year? Our business was was geared around that to begin with, yeah. and um, it kind of goes back to the early days of, of what the business plan was. We were always heavy on package to go, and you know, I I, I will say that where we saw the the, the phenomenon that's happening around cans, because that's what it is, right? It's like I, it's not beer is not better out of a can or a bottle. It, they're both the same if they're packaged well. In fact, there's a lot of arguments you could say that. Maybe it's better in a bottle um, just from like low dissolved oxygen levels that go in from packaging process. But anyways, when we when we started the business plan, we looked at um, a trip that we had done out in the in the uh, the northeast. And being a big beer fan, I wanted to go up to Hill Farmstead and go go see that place, see what it was all about. Try the beers, which is like almost up like on the border of Canada and Vermont. So you fly into Boston, and this was like this was before Treehouse or Trillium were really the names that they are today, or household names. And I I'd, I'd never had those beers. I didn't know what they were all about. But you, we stopped there because it was just like you looked at like Beer Advocate or something like what is a good brewery nearby or something that I should go see. So we stopped there and we're just kind of stunned by what we saw. Like all all of the and these were small little places back then. They're not like they are yeah. today. Let's go, there's like 2013 or something. 14. 14, yeah. yeah. And, um, but what I noticed was how much volume they were doing to go. Obviously, they had a stellar product that they were offering. And we saw the same thing like when we went up to Whole Farm, saw all this stuff. In fact, we saw it everywhere in, in, the, in the Northeast. And I just, I was blown away by it. I was like, I thought the same thing can be here. It's like, we're just not, we're not looking at it right, you know? It's like, we can have a small brewery but we can focus on packaging and we can do a little bit of a, a, a tap room presence. And so that was kind of how we developed it. But we were, we were geared to survive the pandemic because of our, our commitment to the packaging process up front. And that's always what we did. Did you, did you have to ramp up the, the, the output much 
though? I mean, what's the difference between how much you were packaging, I guess, pre-shutdown? Yeah, I mean, and I, then what's all that other? I stuff? would say, well, we turned everything to go um, during the pandemic, so 100% of our production went into a can. And uh, luckily, we had a, a small wild goose canning line that we were able to use. And we, we ran that thing really oh hard. We'd, we'd package two took beers on a Tuesday, life. two beers on a Thursday, <laughs> but it took us so long. All of us did it together. Uh, we, but um, before, it was probably about 40% in cans, 60% yeah. on tap. Um, and we really haven't seen the tap sales come back we've seen about we're still about 80 yeah. percent to go right we yes. keep talking about the pandemic like it's over but you know no, we're, I mean, we're, honestly yeah. like, we're not we're still seeing about 80 percent of yeah. our our revenue and our sales coming from tap room or from to go sales yeah. do you see that stain pretty high um i think for us yeah, yes you guys that's kind of your model it is yeah point. for sure so we you know we sell a lot online um but we also have a lot of people who come in try a beer on tap and want to take it home and instead of doing a growler or a crawler, we have it in a can. Yeah. So that's so we don't really do growlers or crawlers. We just do all yeah. cans of most of the beers that we have on tap. Now, they may not always be available based on when they come in, but um, that's kind of our model. Speaking of online. So. <laughs> Speaking of online. So maybe you guys can tell me the tricks. I, I'll, during the pandemic, you know, you guys would put this shit on sale for like at 7 p.m. And it would be <laughs> gone going. at 7.01. I tried it one time, and I was at Windshift. I was like, no, I want to get that beer. And I had it in the cart, and I was like, went to go, and it was like sold out, like immediately. Apple or Google Pay? Probably Apple. Or did you even know? Did you do one or the other? I don't remember. That, that's the, that was I knew the I was on the side. And I, every, the one time I tried it, I was like, yeah. You know, beer karma is a thing, so people would know I didn't get it and they would bring it to me. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so you get the karma. You know, you know people, got, people, people got upset about that. They did. They said, oh, my God, what's the problem? Yeah. You, you, the beer is on, on sale and it's already gone at 701. Yeah, we, I was like, well. Yeah, that was, it was weird and it was hard to, to, to see and hear, you yeah. know. Or um, to explain, probably. Yeah, not, we, we, we don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> We would love for everybody to have beer, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. It's like, it's like I. That's the thing is like I. I think there's just this. Uh, there was an idea that maybe we actually had the ability to produce more than we could, but I mean, you walk through our old brew house area, which now we're in the expanded space, and the old brew house area is where our canning line is at. And when we moved everything out of there, I looked at it, I was like. Jesus, man, this is uh, people's bedrooms. <laughs> Master bedrooms are bigger than this area. Yeah. And there's just, you know, we just couldn't make enough beer. That was all it was. Yeah, yeah like, we weren't we're, holding anything back. We were literally, like, everybody was doing everything they could. So, no, it was, uh, yeah. it was, it was. That's it kind was, of a good problem. Yeah, it was a, right. fun, it I mean, was a phenomenon. Absolutely. It, was, yeah. it was just one of those things when you guys came out, you know, it was just like, you know, a rush to the door. The, the virtual door. Sure. Well, I remember, you know. the, yeah, the first time we did that, um, it was like, I think March, I don't know, 20th, I don't even know the date. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, oh, we're not going to limit it or anything because we didn't, we had no clue. Like, right. We were like, well, none of us, none of us knew. <laughs> I didn't yeah. understand Holy the, shit, I mean, we've never done yeah. online sales before. Yeah, we were like, had. I don't know. And then we put it out there like, oh, 
Okay. It's, it's a thing. And then, like, there's so many quirks with the online system and that mm -hmm. it just, you know, it took us a little while to figure it out. And well, it's kind of like when um, Diametric did Together We Can. Mm -hmm. After that first week of, like, doing it badly <laughs> and people sitting in line for two hours to get yeah. beer, once they figured out the online thing, even then, you know, the breweries that were on online, the stuff they were coming to get at Diametric, it'd be gone immediately. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, yeah, it was it was an unusual thing to see. That and was being that in was the trenches, incredible. And being in the trenches thing, though, and working it, I'm like, sure. how that worked. Man, people love their beer. They do. And they'll do anything for their beer. Well, local beer. You right. know, and that's the really cool mm -hmm. thing is that there are so many people who support local and are willing to to wait in line or yeah. do whatever they can to go and they load the trunk it. for them. And Absolutely, their, their it's great. And Speaking of beer, oh. we got our third mystery <laughs> beer. This bag is a hot mess. I don't know where I got this bag from. Is it even like it's not a really whole a bag? bag, Mary? You're gonna have to. This oh, is your, okay. this, this your turn. Might, this might. How many take how many mystery hands. beers are there? You say again. I just feel like you keep pulling beers out of there. Like <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a magic <laughs> golf bag. Do you have a bottle? Oh, I, I have one. I have a bottle I do. opener. I have, oh, you do? My key I have chain. two. I have I have this one right here. Okay. And this one came from. This is a fancy one that came from Tanner. Well, that looks really over, fancy. Over I don't know at, if I can figure that one out. Uh, my, How do you do that? Uh, Shelby sitting next to me uh, accidentally stole that. Do you remember Just that? Try it. <laughs> that's that's that one. <laughs> Shelby, yeah. you've been outed. <laughs> she just <laughs> she thought I thought that was yours. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Tanner. Thanks, Brian. I don't uh, think he's seen the miss it. I saw him the other day. Oh, and, he uh, so is he you can take it out. He of the doesn't bag know now. that you have it. No, oh, it's, it's a nice one. So really, what what people don't know is that Nigel runs a crime ring. <laughs> a what? And they steal bottle openers. <laughs> oh, this is a fancy one. This is, do I say the name? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Everything but the ABV. Orange Greenies. And if you flip it around, it shows you the two breweries. It's a collab. Oh, okay. Other half and four, is that Four City? I have no idea. I can't read that. I know the other half logo, but I can't. Yes. I think it's Four City Brewing. We're gonna, we did you say a Barrel and Flow collab? It is a Barrel and, and it, Flow collab. Do you mean to tell you collab. what style? Um, I'm guessing it's a stout. Imperial stout with pistachios, yeah, oranges, yeah. coconut, and cacao nibs. Sounds, Sounds delicious. delicious. Yes, please. Yes, please, and okay. thank you. Alex. Come on back. Come <laughs> back, Alex. You're going you're gonna to need some of this. This is important. I know he's working, but I think yeah, this I is our first uh, brew day. Brew day show. Um, actual yeah, show where somebody's actually doing the brew day. <laughs> I'm I'm a little excited. He doesn't about want to talk, one. does he? He he doesn't want to talk. He just wants the beer. <laughs> <laughs> so so when are, when are y'all stouts coming back out? The what's that? When are y'all stouts coming back out? Soon. Sta oh, uh, we're brewing one tomorrow. Which one are you brewing? Uh, Chocolatier. We did it last year. Um, it was a collab with Christopher Elbow Chocolates. Oh. Yeah, and uh, during pandemic, he actually came in and bought some beers from us, and Mary's like, hey. <laughs> I was like, really? are, you, you. are you the the Christopher Elbow? It's really awkward when you have to <laughs> you have somebody. Elbows? He's yeah. like, that's me. I'm like, oh, uh, we'd really love that. to use. So nobody drink it? Nobody drinks that one. Not, it's not any good. Beer. Put them down. Put the glasses down. Okay. You don't want to drink that one. We don't? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. So do you want to guess the ABV? I, I mean, bet that's like 13%. I haven't even tasted it yet. Just, well, all the things, this sound is going to be big. What do, you, what do you got, Nick? Would you like some? Okay, so we. 
What do you think, Nate? You can smell it. I'm going to go high. I went 13. 15. Ooh. 14 for me. Possibly 14.5. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I went low. Just after tasting it, I'm like. Shelby wants to throw out a guess. What do you, what do you got? 16.2. Uh, 16.2. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. It's. Thirteen eight. Oh, okay. It says it felt a little. We did have remember that that revolution beer that we were trying to guess ABV, and it turned out to be like seventeen percent. We're like that's gonna be ten percent. We're like seventeen. Oh, it was in a twelve ounce can. Yeah, it was. I would not. It was that revolution that we had at Barrel and Flow that was like yeah that barley wine they had at Barrel and Flow. Yeah. So we had it was Death by Cherry some revolution. It doesn't taste like it at all. No. Oh no. We had some of those. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I was like, oh, man, it's good. Get it out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By get it out of here, you meant drink it now. Yeah, I mean, okay. it was really yeah. great. That's really good. Let that warm up a little bit. So you, you're, you're, you're doing your chocolate tier tomorrow, which I'm really excited yeah. about. Oh, somebody brought beers. Wow. It's like magic. Thanks, Aaron. Do you want to say anything? There and there. <laughs> we've, we've, we have t- we've talked about you, so there's that. <laughs> so the uh, what, did somebody text him to go get beers? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. He just brought beers out. Is there is there like a bring me beers button? <laughs> I don't. Know. I that's, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's just this but I, I know big you guys red can't button. See it, but in the brew house, they've got a nice. It looks like an IKEA couch. <laughs> no, nope. I don't know if it's that nice. <laughs> Amazon, but formerly of IKEA, folds nice, down into we, a we bed when we do thing, the uh, like a, some sort of. The three-day boils on our stouts. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a nice little, um, a little lounge, a little lounge in the area. house. I think this, this, I think every brewery should adopt something like this. <laughs> this was originally from the Golden and Pine retail shop that was here before we moved in. Oh, so it was already in there. It was here, and we. That's perfect. It was actually bigger, and we tore half of it down. Oh, it's bigger. Oh. Yeah, it went all the way. Uh, all the way to the oh, wall. I, I, I like the setup because that's a nice I, I shelving unit. As, as a brewer, so we kept part of it. You got your speakers. Thank you, sir. What do we got this time? Uh, looks like hot dog Ron. He brought us in our chilling, thrilling uh, pale ale. Uh, it's you know, man, that's the that Halloween knows. release. Chilling, thrilling, haunted sounds. The album. Yeah, that yeah. nose is great. Uh, Citra, mosaic, and just a tiny bit of um, Washington-grown Zeus hops. I really really like that. That's really delicious. 5.5% ABV. This is what should be in your wagon that you're taking your kids around (laughs) and you're (laughs) trick-or-treating. You know, I've seen people do that. I mean, I mean if may, you're smart, I, yeah. I may or may not and give, and, have done that. And share if it with your neighbors. Parent, I mean, <laughs> you guys we're not have trick-or-treating. Kids? We have one, but he's he's older now, so we're past he's the trick-or-treat. No, your son is an old soul. <laughs> well, an old this, soul. My son is 14 but he's, he's going on 22. or 62. He's, okay. he's going on like 22. <laughs> he will tell you to get off his lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So what's next for BKS? What's, uh, what's the next, I don't know, two, five years look like? You guys, I mean, not allowed to ask me that question. That's fair. That was, in, that was in his writer. Can't ask that question. <laughs> oh, oh, that release you didn't sign. Oh, has, we didn't sign. He has different ideas than I do. <laughs> so, will a road trip then solve that problem? Right. It I mean, seems that's like the, that's the key to your yeah. success. Is road trip to Oklahoma so. City. Take yeah. a road trip and you'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah that's I, the idea. Well, we just we just got done. I mean, we didn't just get done with this expansion, but mostly. We, we ended it in, in February and been able to, like, kind of sit down, 
and work here in this space and enjoy it now. Yeah. And we're kind of liking that. And so I really don't think that, I mean, personally speaking, I, I can't stomach the idea of having to go through another expansion for a while. <laughs> Although I do, I do recognize uh, the piece of, I think we're making the amount of IPAs and double IPAs, things like that, that um, I think are getting close to meeting the demand or maybe we're in a comfortable spot with that right now, which is great. That's always what we've wanted to do. I'm not in a comfortable spot with where we are with a barrel-aged stout program or lagers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and second that on, on the stouts because you guys do some great yeah. stouts. And, so I, and I haven't had one in a while, and I yeah. missed them. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, well, I was going to – I mean, I know why Nigel's uncomfortable with it. <laughs> and that's yeah. just simply with production. But yeah. I mean, what, when you say you're uncomfortable with where you're at, I mean, what does that actually mean? I would, li- I would like to do more of those. Like, uh, I would like to kind of explore that territory with beer. Uh, a little bit more, but in order to do it, um, we're a little space cramped. You know, can, you can't can, just stack can you, a ton of barrels in here. Can you make some Holstein, please? We're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's doable. That's doable in this format here, and I okay, think good. I think we could do a little bit more of that also, because that's a really a really nice beer. And yeah, uh, we've definitely got fans who are into that beer. Yeah, I love what you guys did we with just be able to uh, do different coffees. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, uh, that's you. You've never had it, but you would love it. I, I want it. Well, <laughs> right I said, now, I said you would want it right now. You can't have it right now. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Why am I even doing this show? <laughs> it's because of these other beers. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> so that's so that's the plan. Make more beer. Uh, yeah, and, no, and no expansions. Well, no, not right now. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you just, you just, yeah. for at least six months. Yeah, there's well, <laughs> there's not really any more space in this building. I mean, that, that is true. I mean, is that yeah. is that a consideration at some point? I don't want to. Let the cat cat out of the bag. I mean, there's yeah. nothing happening with it, but I, you know, as far as like some other place or. I or mean, the upstairs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. People, people <laughs> if, if you for move the into the upstairs space, will there be an old school fire pole? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, if that's what we're waiting for. There's an upstairs, right. yeah. or maybe a slide. I, think I feel like people have done the slide, but yeah. nobody has the fire pole. Fire pole may be a little dangerous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got to sign a waiver. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh. No beer until after you, you right. do the pole. Right, come down first. Yeah. All right, well, we appreciate you guys doing this. You guys have been on my bucket list for a while. Um, I, I'm going to tell you one thing, Nick. Don't try to hit up Brian on Facebook. <laughs> Brian's not. Wait, we're making no Brian. Does not reply. Brian like six Facebook. months later. Yeah. Now look at Facebook. No, he, he has a. Page. You know what? That's probably good for his mental health. <laughs> uh, yeah, Instagram. I think is. Yeah, Instagram. Good. I was like, I hit him. Like, like, hey, you know, I can't get a hold of you. I was I like, what are you talking about? I just got I back to you one hour. A year ago, bro. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I remember that though. Yes. But I was late to responding to that also. <laughs> I apologize. No, it's, it's all good. I'm just giving you shit because I can't. <laughs> we appreciate you guys coming on. Tell people where they can find you, like on social media. Obviously not Facebook. But what <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find us on Facebook. Just don't find Brian. Oh on yeah, Facebook. not Brian. Mary. Will, Mary will respond. Mary, it's gonna be Mary. So responding. yeah, we're just BKS Artisanals on both Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and our website. And then we're at 63rd and Holmes. And the Brookside East neighborhood. Tell us about the new hours, though, because you guys just... Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we're now open uh, Wednesday, 4 to 8, Thursday, 4 to 8, and then Friday, Saturday, 1 to 8, and then some Sundays based on 
if we want to be or not. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if you think you can make good money during a football well, game. Well, it's more of if we have people who want to work or if we're <laughs> really the tired. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so Sundays are kind of a not one to reach out for. Now, keep in mind, Nick, those, these hours are huge because there was a time. There was a time, a long, oh, long time geez. ago. Yeah. If it was a, it was like it was like Saturday, Sunday for like four hours at a time or something. Yeah. It yeah. was a, it was a small window. I feel like there's a recurring theme with you and BKS of Nigel's not getting beer when he wants beer, <laughs> <laughs> and Thanks. so he's really just whining. But this no, entire I think episode. that's a fair I, criticism. I, 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 I know people. <laughs> beer, beer karma is real. Everyone's on a regular basis in the cooler at at, at uh, Windshift. There'll be some BKS beers with a little t- a name tag on it. For instance, this is a good a good story. You know, I was trying to get all the Black is Beautiful beers. Didn't have you guys beer, and we talked about it on the one the podcast. And that next week, lo and behold, here it, it, comes. Sh- it showed up. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so because really cool. you know I wasn't you guys were closed, so yeah, and I don't know. I mean, that one sold pretty out pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of support for that one, which was awesome. Looked like you were going to say something. To, to oh no, I. Nothing. Can I can I ask where where the you uh, like who you supported with your Black is Beautiful? We supported. It was the ACLU. Yeah, ACLU of Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah. Hey, hey, Nigel. Nick, where can they find us? Did you know that you can find us beers with Nigel on Facebook? Why are you doing your smooth jazz voice right now? <laughs> is that a jazz normally, voice? Normally you're so loud. He's like, you know where you can There's find us, kids. <laughs> I'm a I'm a little My name is Nick Parker. <laughs> Show you right. I don't have. <laughs> I've never been accused of having the smooth jazz voice. Well, you just you just went. There. I just did it. Yes. Man. Stephanie, did I'm gonna me. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for you for later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different podcast. That's a, that's our other podcast. Our late, our, late night, our late night. Our late night podcast. You late can find the Beers with Nigel podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can even Nigel. Hey Alexa. Play the Beers with Nigel podcast. We're on Odyssey as well, by the way. I saw that. Uh. We're out. You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff, hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.